It's time now for Illinois Innovators, spotlighting the leaders in research, technology, and entrepreneurship from the engineering at Illinois community. Hello and welcome to another edition of Illinois Innovators. I'm your host, Mike Kuhn. Today's guest is Dibbing Chen, a professor of electrical and computer engineering at the University of Illinois. Professor Chen holds a PhD in computer science from UCLA. His primary research area is computer-aided design of integrated circuits. Uh, he was part of a team that claimed first place in the inaugural International Hardware Design Contest at the 54th Design Automation Conference. The iSmarts team entry was on low-power, low-cost, audio-based security IoT system. Professor Chen, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Very nice uh, meeting you. So uh, we'll start with, give me a little bit about your background. I think you've been at Illinois since you uh, got your PhD, been here about 12 years. Just talk about your research in general, and uh, I know we kind of gave a little uh, brief introduction, but uh, talk just about what your research area and, and progress over the last 12 years. Sure, yes, uh, you're right. I joined the university 12 years ago, right, as an assistant professor, and then became associate professor and a professor, right? Go through the whole nine yards. Right, so um, my uh, main research area uh, is uh, uh, EDA, which means electronic design automation. Uh, in the same time, I work on FPGA design. Uh, so FPGA is a special accelerator, and so uh, it translates into field programmable gate arrays, right? So the chip is already made, but then we use EDA tools, as I mentioned, that can program the chip, the physical chip, to implement a specific functionality. So in the past 12 years, um, I continue to develop EDA tools and then try them out on IPGAs, and so IPGAs become bigger and bigger, right, driven by the uh, uh, Moore's law. And then your EDA tools need to be more capable, more sophisticated, right, and faster. So then one particular area for me is to raise up of the design abstraction. So instead of using lower level design language for IPGAs, I use higher level language such as C or C++. So a software engineer can program FPGA as well. Uh, so then you can see suddenly we have more people that can work with this type of special computing and accelerate overall computations. So that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. I, I know uh, prior to our, our uh, interview here, you talked about, I mean, it's neat that we sit on the uh, on the campus where the transistor was invented some 60 years ago by John Bardeen. That's right. And uh, and now, how many transistors can we fit yeah, on a single chip? Yeah, billion, right? It's amazing, right? So this is exponential speed. So then, uh, so then there's a concern because uh, the capacity grows, right? So we're talking about the number of transistors will double every 18 months. Right, so then the design productivity cannot really catch up. Okay, so then that's why people are trying to come up with all kinds of tricks or techniques to catch up with the 
really the the chip capacity, right? So then this including the, the one I mentioned that we raise up the design abstraction. So if you are writing C code, right, then the code base can be maybe five five x smaller compared to Verilog code, which the which is the conventional hardware description language for you to do, right? So, so raising up the abstraction, but then you are facing more challenges, right? So C code is intrinsically sequential, but IPDA or uh, you know, application-specific ICs, they gain speed up by parallel computing, right? So how do you really translate a sequential syntax very well to a spatial computation kind of domain? And you know, there's a lot of innovation is needed. So that's part of my research uh, over the past uh, 12 years. Well, talk about this project because I think it's very fascinating. And certainly over the last maybe half, five, five years, uh, for, for sure, the, the last decade, what uh, the capacity for data um, mm -hmm. right. in the Internet of Things um, right. Computing is going to play a huge role in that, um, and so I'm sure uh, over the last few years that's been a big part of your research. Exactly right. So, um, so uh, for with regard to this contest, uh, uh, actually it's uh, on the other side, right? So if you talk about Internet of Things, uh, so you will have the edge device, right? So those are the sensors right, outside sensing, right, for different type of data. And then uh, you have communication in the middle, right, so network, internet, and then the backbone is cloud computing. So all this data coming in, how can I really um, uh, execute on them and then pro uh, produce useful data analytics results, right? So uh, for IPDA, the interesting things they, are, they can be very large, right? So the high-end IPDA can be huge, right? So as I mentioned, they can integrate more than 10 billion transistors on a single IPDA chip. On the other hand, you also have very tiny IPDAs. So for this contest, they mainly focus on the edge side, okay? How can we use tiny IPDA and uh, make it as a sensor? So then when we look at it, you know, we uh, look as uh, we look uh, at the range of applications, and then we are a campus community, right? And safety, security is the number one priority. Then we thought about it, and, and, and then we realized, hey, maybe we can use the small PDA, right? It's a very limited, but serve a, a nice goal: how to improve the overall campus safety and security. So backing up just from a simplistic standpoint, we have all this data coming in. Right. How, how do you be able to, to spit it back out in, in, a, in a way that people can, can understand and can make sense to people? Um, and that's right. where you try to make sense of, the, of all the data comes right. in. Right, right. That's a good question. Actually, this is an interdisciplinary area and uh, we have data scientists right in both CS and the ECE uh, who uh, dedicate their effort to develop new algorithms right so such as deep 
deep neural network type of right. algorithms, right? right? Some um, can work well with vision, right? Object recognition, video content analysis. Some can work with sound, okay? So then, um, based on uh, the goal of your application, right? So let's say if it's um, uh, autonomous driving, right? And then probably image recognition is more important. And for our case, if it's uh, for uh, safety, for security, we realize both sound and, uh, and vision can work together to, to reach that goal. So this was the inaugural contest. Mm -hmm. what, what, has, um, what has developed over the last few years that led them to start this particular contest and from a, just, just from where we are, from a research standpoint that that they felt this was a good contest to have. I mean, the, the uh, organization, the conference has been going on for 54 years. Exactly. So where are we that they felt this was the, the, the right time to have this particular contest? Right, uh, so uh, DAC is the frontier and also number one conference in EDA area. And uh, uh, then along, uh, along with the years, and uh, so the organizers of DAC start to reach out to different areas as well. So uh, people treat EDA, right, electronic design automation, as, a as an enabler of design technology, okay? So, and then when we look at across different domains, embedded systems become quite natural for, 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 for us to work on, and then security, and then IoT, right? Because Internet of Things, uh, you know, people have predicted it can have a huge economic impact, and it's already generating about seven hundred billion dollars uh, spent, okay, and uh, in in various type of areas. So then, DAC uh, want to make sure you know they are not just academic conference, but then what they do can promote. Uh, technology can promote really uh, practical uh, usage of the technology and make an impact to the real world, right? So I, uh, that's why they started this new design contest, the international design contest, and then they provided uh, some guidelines, right? So you all use small IPGAs, right? So it's low power, so, so energy consumption is a concern, right? If you have sensors out there, Right, sometimes it's very hard to uh, get to them, right? So maybe they need to live on battery or uh, solar energy, so then power consumption is important. So you have to have a small IPGA, and then with the limited resource, what are the novel applications can you really enable, can you really design that can improve people's lives? So I think that's the strategy they, they are after. Well, I felt it was important to get a little background here, and I want to dive into it because this project uh, is very fascinating, and certainly the applications are of vital importance. Um, and then I thought it was interesting that uh, you mentioned the neural networks on images and video and right. things like that. We're talking audio um, yes. in, in this particular project, so uh, why don't you we dive in and just talk about what the applications and, and what this project entailed. Right, right, so yes. So basically our goal is to develop a low power, low cost, audio-based security IoT system, right? 
So uh, of course, uh, it's uh, also based on the conditions uh, that are given to us, right? We are given with a small IPDA. So then uh, it has limited computing resource. And uh, for sure, it cannot deal with uh, video, right? right? Because uh, video has a lot of pixels and a lot of data, right? And so, but on the other hand, we already have systems uh, that are dealing with video. For example, uh, for our campus, uh, uh, there are more than uh, 1,600 cameras mm -hmm. already. Security in, uh, cameras. Security cameras, right. security surveillance cameras uh, that are recording 24-7, right? So, of course, uh, so actually I chatted with uh, our campus police and they think, uh, they told me this recording system is very helpful because of the recordings, they actually caught uh, quite some uh, criminals, uh, uh, you know, uh, after they dig out the recording and find out the characteristics and things like that. Uh, but in the same time, uh, you realize that uh, always after the event already right. took place, right? So then uh, we thought about it and uh, uh, we realize, you know, if um, there's a device that can help the police to become more proactive, to really improve the responsiveness, uh, then in general, it can improve the public safety and, and security, right? So then we thought sound can really help that. So, and then, uh, uh, then uh, we, uh, as a result, uh, we designed a, uh, a board. It's a soundboard that has a microphone array, right? Mm -hmm. And then this soundboard can sample the sound, can also do beamforming. So then it can localize the sound. So that can guide the, the police uh, uh, to a general direction, right? So where the sound, uh, sound is, right? And then we also recognize what the sound is. And then the, the, the sound is tri uh, used as a trigger, triggering event. Uh, for example, uh, you know, you can think about it. For example, a gunshot or continuous screaming or people asking for help, right? So uh, then we came up with some machine learning algorithms, right? So we look at the resource we have, right? So a specific F FPGA chip is given to us. Okay. So then, all, so then the competition is fair, right? All the teams have the same resource, same right. IPDA, right. right? So then when we look at the resource and then uh, we uh, really customize the design in such a way that uh, we can ident identify gunshots or screaming, right? And the direction all built with this soundboard and the uh, small IPDA and then uh, we made the whole thing work. and. Uh, demo the whole design to, to the panel of judges. Yeah. So, so currently, the uh, security cameras, they're not designed to have audio devices, or are there that, that you can activate? Would this, would this board then go, basically go on every camera? Yeah, so uh, I think, um, uh, so our campus uh, police is considering to add sound also, right? So I think they are evaluating some options. So of course, several requirements. First of all, 
first of all, we need to pay attention to privacy, right? Mm -hmm. So then make sure this is not a recording device, right? So this is a device that try to catch the triggering sound, right? right. And um, uh, it will not record, uh, you know, just general conversation, no. So uh, it may record for, let's say, 10 seconds, but for recognizing uh, those tr triggering sound, and then uh, whatever 10 seconds or, or so will be discarded afterwards, right? right? So then the scenario, when we chatted with uh, the campus police, and also uh, Urbana police, and uh, they immediately re realized the value of this device, right? So uh, let's say the device detect gunshot, right? And then it can also tell from which direction it's coming from. And then uh, it can immediately send a trigger or alert to people in the command center or uh, to policeman who is nearby, right, who has a, a tablet with him. Right. So then the, the camera uh, associated with that particular sound device can st stream the video, the live video, to either the policeman nearby or the command center. So then the whole system become proactive and right. can really signif uh, significantly improve the respons uh, re responsiveness of the whole system. Right. So, so talk about testing. Uh, yes. what, what, what sounds, uh, you know, were you able to detect and, and what level of accuracy um, does this have or, you know, wh where do we go from here on that? Right, right. So that's actually a very good question. So, um, so then this become a, like a prototype, right, and the soundboard. And for, for gunshot and screaming, we are actually quite accurate. We can catch more than 95%. Okay. However, it also has a, a relatively high false positive, right? So it's just because of the limit of the IPGA chip. Okay. So now we are developing a new soundboard. <laughs> so it's a, because it's no longer a competition, right? So, so then we, uh, we are embedding a bigger IPGA made by uh, Intel. So this bigger IPGA has more uh, reconfigurable logic. It also has embedded multipliers. So then we can really do more advanced, sophisticated algorithm on top of it. We can uh, even develop like a sound enhancement algorithm. So you detect the sound from this location, and then we can all, uh, amplify the sound from, from that particular location. Right, so it's like uh, this. Uh, this sound can really listen into a particular direction. Mm -hmm. Right, so once it detects, once it detects the sound, it can yes. basically it's a like a shotgun mic to that particular area that it, it, it detects where that sound is coming from. Right, and then that can improve the sound quality. And then behind all that, we can have a deep neural network to really improve, further improve the, the quality, right? So uh, actually, um, so um, um, you know, uh, I, I can mention this. Uh, so uh, I co-founded a startup company. Okay. Okay? So uh, this winning design, the first version, actually uh, was based on collaboration, right? So this I smart team 
con uh, consists of uh, both uh, uh, students of uh, ECE uh, department and some employees of uh, this uh, startup company called uh, Inspirit IoT. Right. So then the next level of the soundboard will mainly um, be designed by the employees of the Inspirit. And then they will evaluate uh, the real scenarios right, to really improve accuracy, reduce the false positive, and try to make it really useful. But it sounds like the, the campus police and Urbana police that you've worked with yes. are excited about the possibilities. Yes. Um, you know, what, what feedback are you getting from them in terms of what they feel like the response time could be and, and what this could mean for you know, basically catching a crime yes. in well, almost real time, yeah. right. And they, interestingly, they even mentioned some other applications that can use the similar uh, sound technology. For example, they mentioned uh, this uh, soundboard can be installed on top of their vehicle, right? So uh, let's say a policeman is driving, and uh, so their windows are up, right? right. Or uh, there's noise, and so then sometimes it's hard to hear screaming on gunshot, right? Uh, especially maybe it's from a distance. So if our board can really detect them accurately, and can also tell a general direction that can send a trigger to the driver immediately and the policeman's right, right on site or nearby, right? So that can also help. So you can see it's a different scenario, mm -hmm. right? You mentioned your uh, startup, and I apologize, we should have probably mentioned that a little bit earlier. <laughs> the, but uh, talk a little bit about that and some, maybe some of the other projects um, that, sure. that you have going on uh, with, with the startup. Sure, yeah. So uh, the startup is, uh, I, I would think it's a successful demonstration of uh, university tech transfer, right? And uh, so we got uh, basically uh, the Office uh, of Technology Management is uh, uh, very helpful, mm -hmm. right? So uh, the, the initial uh, uh, product uh, was incubated by ADSC. So uh, ADSC is uh, Advanced uh, Digital Science Center. Uh, so it's a University of Illinois center, but based in Singapore, right? And um, so uh, the, the goal of the center is uh, uh, really to develop top-notch research results and then try to commercialize that. So that's also encouraged by Singapore government. So that's why this product center uh, right at the beginning. Okay. So uh, then I become a second faculty for that center six years ago. And so since six years ago, the center already become incubator. Okay. So then last year, we licensed the technology out of the center. Uh, however, the uh, you know, basically Office of Tech Technology Management of University of Illinois can rep represent both sides, right? Both the uh, University of Illinois and uh, the Sing Singapore side. And, and they, they have been very supportive. And uh, so we register the technology out. It's a uh, design automation tool that can help us to design IoT devices. Right. Okay? 
and then uh, and, and IoT is in the name of the exactly of, of the <laughs> right. So so everything connected right. right? So so now this um, company is headquartered uh, um, uh, in Illinois. Uh, we have a small office in Enterprise Works, right? So in the research park. Uh, actually, Enterprise Works is owned by University of Illinois. So now it's incubated by University of Illinois, <laughs> right? So, um, and then we uh, continue to develop uh, uh, this uh, uh, high-level high based design automation tools, right? Where you can take C, C++ code, then you can map to IPGA. Whether the IPGA is big, right, to be used in the cloud, as a like accelerator in the cloud, or uh, the IPG can be small, right? So, but when IPG is small, actually it's even more interesting because that means we need more uh, intelligence, more optimization in such a way that you can add intelligence, machine intelligence into this small IPG to make it work, right? So, so we are targeting uh, these kind of solutions, and in the same time, try to uh, reach out to different verticals, right? So I mentioned the security surveillance, and there are some other verticals. For example, we can add sound to uh, companion robot, right? So, um, so recently, we are talking to a company uh, who is uh, trying to develop a companion robot for elderly people. So imagine uh, they are living alone, Right? So then this robot can become their eyes and ears. Right? So if the robot observes the elderly just lie down, right? or he or she got hurt, asking for help, right? so then the robot can trigger the alert to, to get help on the way immediately without waiting. Right? So you can see all these are very interesting applications, this uh, sound IoT device can really enable. Right. So in the same time, the company also develop IPs. So these are intellectual property cars that can provide uh, vision-based uh, uh, recognition results. Okay. So that can also map to chip. To so then we can have a vision plus a sound solution. Where, where, the, there's a, where the neural networks come into play exactly. in those. Well, I want to I want to end just talking about what's next with this particular project um, um, that won the award, the the security, yeah. um, and you mentioned this the particular one was a was a low power, low cost, and now all the restrictions of the contest are over, and you can right. uh, do with it uh, with what you want. How soon do you think this could be? could be a thing and mm -hmm. and uh, you know what what are the next steps in the project that's right so now our team is uh, building this new version of the soundboard and uh, our target uh, so the soundboard also become more complicated because we are embedding a bigger chip and and then we are also trying to improve the microphone array right the whole design the layout mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, however, we have uh, quite some experts, right, and um, uh, on the team. So our goal is to uh, complete the new design of the board and you know send send it out for uh, manufacturing, and in the same time, uh, 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 so people who uh, has uh, a DSP background, speech background, will develop the new algorithm. But considering the specific chip. 
embedded, right? So the combination is uh, quite novel. Uh, overall, we uh, our desire is to make that work uh, within uh, a period of two months. Okay. Right. So fairly fairly quickly by the end of the year, pretty much. Yes. Yes. And uh, of course, our goal is to make sure it's commercially viable, and really this thing can help improve people's lives. Fascinating. Well, I'm thankful for the opportunity to kind of learn about that, and I appreciate uh, you being willing to, to sit down and uh, tell our listeners about it, and certainly we feel uh, we, we want to hear the progress and, and uh, see where things go from here. But thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much for the opportunity, right? So that's engineers here. That's what we do, right? <laughs> so hopefully what we invent, what we create can really make a difference. All right. Our guest has been Deming Chen, uh, a professor of electrical and computer engineering at the University of Illinois. And uh, we thank you for listening today. Illinois Innovators is a production of Engineering at Illinois. All rights reserved, we invite you to subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or SoundCloud by searching Engineering at Illinois. We hope you'll help grow our corps of listeners by leaving a favorable rating on iTunes. <laughs>